0: Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast on discussions on concussions. Today we have a very special guest coming all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, the migraine nutritionist, Casey Ferguson. Welcome,
1: Casey. Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: How's the weather in Kansas City, Missouri?
1: So it's the end of September, and I want it to be nice and cool and windy and fall weather, but it's been like 80 degrees for a couple days now, so (laughs) not quite there yet.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. So if you want to start off by sharing your story on how you suffer from chronic migraines and how you decided to become a RDN.
1: Sure. So I think technically my diagnosis right now is just episodic migraine, but I've been up and down a lot, and I have had the diagnosis of chronic migraine with Aura for a long time. I'll just start at the very beginning. So migraine has ran on my father's side of the family because it is a genetic neurological disease, and I remember I was in fifth grade, and I had a dream. I was about 10 years old in fifth grade, and I had a dream, and there was like a woodpecker chasing me and pecking at my head one side. And so that's kind of you know the one-sided migraine pulsating pain. And I didn't really know that at the time, but I woke up and my head still hurt. So I went and told my mom, my my head hurts. And of course, she's had no history of migraine, doesn't know anything about it. She just gives me medication and sends me on my way. But then it kept happening more and more and more. So eventually, I did get a vague diagnosis of chronic daily headache. And eventually, it changed to chronic migraine. But that several years of my life are very foggy at this point, so I don't really know. Mm. In middle school and high school, I had nearly daily pain, and I just was in super heavy denial mode. I didn't want to accept it. I was just pushing through everything. I had all these extracurricular activities, doing all the things is how I explain it. Good grades, all those activities. Uh, and eventually, I did. I was very run down. I was very tired and everything, but I just kept pushing through because I was the only person I knew that was dealing with something like this, being in pain and still doing things. I don't know if you've had an experience like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is really hard, especially since, you know, you starting that off at age 10. Yeah. And then pushing through with high school. Like, I can't, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, it was really, it was hard, but I just, I was in such a heavy denial mode that I just didn't do anything about it. I did eventually get a break from all the pain towards the end of high school. I had this medication that was just working wonders for me. It ended up not working out. I had to stop because of side effects, but I did get a good long break from the daily pain. I almost didn't even think about migraine for like a year, which was oh, amazing. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know it was so cool, but of course, eventually it started getting worse and worse. I just yeah. kept having more chronic pain and I was still kind of in that old denial mode where I just didn't want to accept it. I wanted to still push through, do all the things. But, yeah. And in college, I knew that I wanted to help people like myself because this has been such an ongoing, recurring problem for me. And I knew I wanted to help people like myself. I wanted to go into medical field. My original major was actually biology, and I wanted to go into medicine but I just didn't love it. I didn't Fair. enjoy it that much, much as I thought I would. <laughs> yeah. It was very it was very y and yeah. nutrition and science-y as well. And I like science, but it was just not the kind of stuff I enjoyed the medical stuff. Oh, I could never do but, that. So. Yeah. I actually did end up finishing that degree, but it, I'm not using it. Don't ask me anything about biology. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up, Finding nutrition kind of just by chance. I had a roommate that was starting to study nutrition and I fell in love with it and I saw it as a way to more prevent disease than deal with it once it's happening. So I was still in this idea of wanting to help people, but it wasn't so focused on migraine anymore. And I just pursued that. I went through my internship and once I started my internship, I was having such disabling pain that I didn't think I was going to make it through it. (laughs) Uh, Mm. So I actually, it was a good situation in a way. It was bad because it was so disabling, but good because it taught me a lot of skills, got me to take my pain seriously. I talked to all of my preceptors during the internship before I even sat down and did anything with them. I told them about my condition, what they might expect from me. And it just taught me a whole lot about communicating wow. because it's so taboo to, almost to have a disease like this and people can't see it. So being able to talk to your superiors in that way, it, it made it a lot easier for me
0: that's amazing where that conversation go because that is so brave to have it
1: was really hard i've had a lot of bosses before this point and people i work with where i just didn't tell them that i had migraine i would just show up in this horrible pain and not do my best and they'd kind of be like what's wrong with her <laughs> and i i didn't explain it so once i started noticing like this was going to be a problem i need to talk to my preceptors about this i would sit down the very first day that i was going to be with them and i told them hey just so you know, like I didn't want to make it a big deal. I just sat down and just said it right out. I have migraine. Some days I'm not going to be, you know, all in. I'm not going to be super dialed in mm-hmm. some days, but um, and I'll have some pain, and these are my symptoms. You might notice this. I probably won't talk about it a lot because I'm still, you know, in that habit of not talking to people about it.
0: That's so great. You go ahead and you now, like, have come to terms that you need to tell the people that you work
1: with. Right, and that's why it was such, it was kind of a good thing that it was getting a little bit out of control, but, you know, bad because it was getting out of control, but it was good because I was finally accepting it and telling people, so it wasn't awkward later. I actually remember this one point when I was still working and didn't tell anyone I worked with about migraine where I was a cashier and I was scanning groceries and all of a sudden I got hit with such a wave of nausea and I was so dizzy. I, yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. I was mid-order. I was scanning someone's groceries and I ran to the restroom in the middle of the order. I like turned to someone like, hey, can you help? And I just like ran away. It, yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. <laughs> so
1: that wasn't a good situation and I didn't want things like that to happen again.
0: Oh. I'm definitely gonna take this from you and be like, okay, I gotta be like Casey with this, because in one role that I had, I definitely like wanted to hide the fact that I got migraines. I, I didn't I, I felt like if I told people about my post-concussion syndrome and my migraines that I would appear weak. Or that they'd want to fire me because they'd be like, oh, well, if this girl is dealing with this, she's not going to be good for the job. And so I would hide it from people. And then it wasn't until I found a coworker that became a really close friend of mine that suffers from migraines that we would then rely on each other with that. But when it would come to, you know, talking to my boss or other coworkers, I just, I felt like if you say, oh, I'm really suffering right now, like my head, I just need to go home, that would come across as weak. And I, I pushed through it way too much. I pushed through so many working hours leading up to my wedding last year that I had a complete relapse of all my symptoms where I honestly like I was so close to going to the hospital and I had two days just thinking how does my brain hurt this much and it was the week before my wedding and of course I had to take those two days off work because I couldn't do anything like I was just dead in bed and then you know work's freaking out being like this girl's about to take two weeks off for her wedding and honeymoon like What is she doing not coming showing up to work? And I had to be like, I'm sorry, it's my head. And then it became this whole big concern that everyone was kind of just watching me like a hawk like, when is this girl gonna all of a sudden not show up today? Can we rely on her? And I realized if I had just started by saying, Hey, listen, this is what I deal with, like you do, I might not have been so timid to not share that information and it probably wouldn't have blown up as much as it did because that that is something I'm so bad at that I, I feel like if you share with somebody, especially in a working environment, this is what my head goes through, then you come across as, as weaker. And now that I, I know that You're like, I have migraines. This is what I deal with on a day to day basis. This is what I have to warn people about. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to be like Casey. (laughs) It
1: it usually is something you have to learn the hard way. It's something I learned the hard way. Yeah, that's so stressful with you having to work up to your wedding like that and reach your breaking point right before the wedding. That's just terrible. I can't imagine.
0: It was it was a horrible time. <laughs> I was working way too much and and I did not get to enjoy enjoy that time leading up. But hey, it, I, I've now learned my lesson. <laughs>
1: yeah, And that was what I was worried would happen during my internship. I didn't have like a wedding or anything coming up, but I was training to do the role I do now. And I wanted to get as much out of it as I could. I didn't want to crash and burn mid internship you know so that's why I was like I need to take this seriously I need to tell people before it gets out of control and it did help a lot they were good the great thing is everyone's so understanding they're more understanding than you would expect them to be so if you just get it out there it becomes less of a scary secret
0: yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now (laughs) I would recommend
1: it After my internship, I moved up to Wisconsin, which is near you, Canada. A little bit too close, to too north for me, but it was really fun. (laughs) I moved up there because my boyfriend was doing his master's degree, and I had just finished my internship. Uh, But I was moving in with him, and... He actually – we met when I was in high school and had that really awesome break where I was almost not even thinking about migraine, so that's how he kind of knew of my illness, and even though it was getting worse, we were long distance for college, and he didn't really see it up close, and – yeah, it, it was really – I felt really bad about it for some reason. Like, you shouldn't, mm. but it, it, it was a weird situation because once we were living together, all of a sudden, I, I was just really getting out of control. Even though I was trying to get on top of it the year before, it just kept getting worse, and I was not cooking. I was going to work, coming back, sitting on the couch, going to bed. It was a horrible cycle, and I felt so bad because <laughs> I wasn't any fun for him, I felt like. I don't know. It wasn't good, but – um he, he's so supportive. He always has been, and he actually taught me to take it seriously. He, I, again, have this denial issue with my migraine where I don't want to accept the symptoms, don't want to accept that it's happening, but he told me, hey, you're being kind of irritable, not in a mean way, but like you're kind of being irritable, or you're doing this thing that you usually do. I think maybe you should take some sort of medication yeah. or do something for your migraine because I know that you're getting one. And him consistently doing that really helped me look at my migraine differently and saying, this is actually serious. It's impacting my quality of life. I need to get on it. That was really helpful. He's been so great. And it's been wonderful to have him supporting and kind of changing my outlook on migraine because I needed that extra push from someone else.
0: I was about to be like, you're still with him, right? Because this guy sounds good.
1: (laughs) He's great. He's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we've been together almost almost nine years. So it's been a long time. Yeah. So once he started kind of making me take it seriously, realizing, hey, I I have a chronic disease. I should probably, you know, live as if I have some sort of illness now. Like, I should take it seriously and do things a little bit differently. I started making lifestyle changes, and he really helped me stick to them. Like, going to bed at a certain time, eating regularly, mm-hmm. and starting to exercise. He really supported me through that, and I was really proud that I could do it myself because <laughs> – it takes a lot of internal motivation. You had to stick to some sort of schedule. But that really started helping. I started using more tools like mindfulness and looking into certain nutritional areas. <laughs> and oh, that was really good. And eventually I got a new medication that get, got me a little extra boost. And that's why I'm no longer technically chronic migraine with Aura. Oh, that's
0: I just amazing.
1: Kind of have migraine. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of came out of it. But. I, once I was still like in the midst of it and I was just about to get that medication and have all that lifestyle stuff kick in, I was no longer working in the job I was working in. I, they let me go and it wasn't anything really – it was actually about the pandemic. It was around that wow, time. Fair. and Yeah. <laughs> so for several months, I was feeling so terrible that I didn't know if I could work again. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking – intrinsically, and realized, I still do want to help people like myself. And I can do that as a dietitian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where I am now. And, and I'm feeling good enough that I can put that work in.
0: That's amazing.
1: That, hey, that's
0: a good thing that came out of this pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the few things is that it gives you that time to kind of reflect and be like, hey, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I, I definitely had that same moment. And uh, that's so awesome that you're like, I'm going to put this out in the world and I can help people that are also dealing with this.
1: <laughs> yes. it's It's been a fun journey to do something like this.
0: That's awesome. So now we'll go into your top recommendations or health tips, however you want to call it, what what kind of knowledge would you like to put out there to those who are also suffering from migraines?
1: So if you have migraine, uh, I think there's three top tips that I have. They kind of have subcategories within them, but I'll go- they are. are consistency, recording, and experimenting. I'll go through all of them. The first one's consistency. The migraine brain loves consistency. It's super important. And as I mentioned before, one of the first lifestyle things I started taking seriously is I need to go to bed the same time every night, because that's a huge sugar mm-hmm. for me, your regular sleep. So having that consistency with the sleeping schedule, eating regularly, every three, four hours, perhaps, or whatever works for you, of course, and then adding in that activity, having um, physical activity. So having a consistent schedule, something you can expect your body to do every single day.
0: You need to do all that more.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it's it's really hard and it takes time to build up that consistency. But once it's a habit, it's a lot easier and exactly. it is very important. Yeah. The second one is recording everything. This mm-hmm. one's actually something I was really bad at as a kid when I was <laughs> in middle school, high school, and super in denial, just pushing through everything. I didn't record anything at all. And it wasn't until I was, I think, towards the end of college, a neurologist asked me which side of my head the pain was on, and I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't know anything about my, my body, my migraine, my pain. I didn't know anything. So getting in touch with yourself, something that's really helped me is recording everything. So you see your patterns, if there's a certain time of day that you expect to have the pain start, or if there's certain triggers that keep coming up. Like I noticed that your regular sleep kept coming up for me. And once you're recording it all, you can also see the impact of your illness and see how it really affects your quality of life because you're looking at it with numbers and actual data instead of just thinking back, oh, I've had a pretty good month. You know, you can actually see, no, I've had 25 attacks in the last 30 days. So that's not good.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing, and and when you suffer from either post concussion or dealing with migraines, whenever your head's foggy, you always think like, I think this past month's been pretty good. Yes, and then you have it recorded, you're like oh, I wrote down that this was a bad head day or this, like, I basically was in bed with the migraine all day or I was pushing through this this whole week. So that's really important. I'm glad that you say that. I, I'm doing that a lot more because now that I have an occupational therapist, she's just like, get a planner, write down things, like keep track. And even the other night I, I said to my husband, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the dollar store and get two different kinds of stickers. And one kind of sticker will be like, this represents a headache. And then this kind of sticker will represent, this is a migraine, like a bad migraine day. And then instead of me having to like, be like, okay, this is what I was feeling. If, I go back, I can just even in, you know, a basic calendar, just put the sticker like end of the day, okay, this is a blue one for I just experienced a headache, or the next day, here's a red one, I had a bad migraine. And then when I look back, I can like see all the different colors, of stickers pop up. I really like stickers. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, it sounds fun for tracking my pain. <laughs> if
1: you can so, have fun tracking your pain, that. that's an amazing thing. <laughs>
0: I'm going to try that. So yeah, like, that's a really good tip recording. I'm glad that you said that And it
1: was a really hard thing for me. And I wish I had tried something like what you're doing, because it was so overwhelming to write down because doctors were telling me, write down what you ate, and what your level of pain is when it started what you took what's you know, they were telling you to do every little thing, which is great. And maybe you should, but starting to do that is so hard. So having just a simple like color scale of, you know, blue is a good day. Red is a bad day. Green is like an an okay, but not great day. That's, that's good. I like that.
0: Exactly. and It is so overwhelming. Some days I'm just like, did I just spend most of my day writing out what I did today?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I love recording. It took me a long time to get on board, but now that I'm on board, I suggest it to everyone. I actually have a younger brother who just started getting not really, but he recently started having more issues with migraine. I was going to say he just started having migraine, but that's not totally true. He actually had three concussions and he was always a rambunctious kid that was getting hurt, broken bones. So, <laughs> But he's had several concussions and now he's starting to have more issues with migraine. And that was the first thing I told him, write it all down.
0: He's so lucky to have you. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> The last tip I have is experimenting. So once – I think this comes in – you have to do the other two first. But once you've recorded everything, you can see what the issues are, what your illness is impacting and everything. You're more willing to kind of take it seriously. And the fact of the matter is that nothing works for everybody with migraine. It's always something different. So once you put your health first and you're wanting to try new things you can experiment with your diet with your lifestyle with new medications you can try a lot different of different things and different things work for everyone so th- those are my so being open to experimenting is probably what number 3 should be yeah. cuz again with me with the denial thing doctors would say you know we should try this and i was so hesitant to it cuz nothing ever worked i didn't believe in it i wasn't on board at all But once I was seeing how much migraine has impacted me personally, I wanted to take it more seriously.
0: That's fair. I feel like even a couple years ago, the things that are suggested to me now, I'd be like, "Eh, no thanks. But now that I'm like, I have gone through so much, I just want my head to be better. (laughs) Like walking into the chiropractor office and they're like, so we're going to try electro acupuncture on you, which would have terrified me before, but instead with a big smile on my face, I was like, do it. Stick those needles and wires all over my neck. Oh, geez. Yes, but totally. <laughs> <laughs> those are some really good, helpful tips. Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners today?
1: Sure. So if you follow me on Instagram at migraine.nutritionist, you'll see that I talk a lot about different things you can do for migraine, different facts about migraine. But I also have a website, dietitiancasey.com, and I have some services that you can find on my website. So as a dietitian, I can do nutrition counseling. And one of my services is a three-month healthy lifestyle migraine coaching program. Ooh. So every session together, we get to learn about different aspects of migraine. So whether that's nutrition-related, mindfulness, lifestyle, we have a topic each session. And we can set goals and talk about different things that you might have questions about each session. So I'm really excited about that.
0: That's amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And if you are interested in that service, I do have a free discovery call to make sure that you're a right fit before we jump in so we can chat for half hour and figure out if that's going to be the right program for you.
0: Oh, that is so good. So I will be attaching all this information to the podcast post so that people can also follow Casey and check out her website because it has amazing helpful tips. I love the little graphics that you make and everything. It's very helpful. I'm so glad that we were able to to find each other. And uh, and thank you so much for, for being on this today because migraines, just like post-concussion, is an invisible disability that needs to be talked about so that when you have to miss out on things or you're not yourself or things are up and down, people can understand why. So thank you so much for sharing your story today and sharing your tips. I'm so excited that you were were able to join us.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much again for having me. It's been really fun chatting with you.
0: Thank you for listening, everyone. And remember to rest that head of yours.